Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Anything Goes podcast. I'm Quinn Burpee here with Tim Gorton. Hey, how's it going? Good. Uh, so let's just get right into it. On uh, Wednesday, the Astros took on the Dodgers in the second game of the World Series. Uh, they ended up winning that game 7-6. to six. Uh, A popular topic of conversation revolving that game has been pulling Rich Hill out in the fourth inning after only 60 pitches. Um, up to that point, he had one earned run, three hits, and seven strikeouts. And they just took him out. I actually saw a little clip of him in the dugout yelling and screaming because he was like upset about being taken out. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it, it definitely seemed a little, a little early to take him out. I mean, Verlander, he didn't really do worse than Hill, but uh, he let up more runs. I mean, that get, that's what it comes down to. And Verlander went further. He pitched six innings. He only had he only let up two hits, but they were both home runs, and he let up three earned runs. So why? What made it so Verlander went two innings deeper than than Hill? I don't I don't make I don't get that. Uh, the Dodgers had the Dodgers used nine pitchers, and the Astros used five. And I know it's an extra inning game, so they're gonna go through some pitchers, but. The fact that they went through nine and Astros went through five kind of tells me something that, that I don't I don't know if it was maybe the manager just didn't didn't know how to use their bullpen, but he blew through their bullpen in game two of the World Series. That doesn't sound like a good strategy to me, and it yeah it just doesn't make any sense to me at all. No, yeah, and with them traveling to back to Houston and playing tonight, they're actually playing. The next three games are going to be back-to-back-to-back, so three games in three days. Um, Definitely can't be doing that when you can't be playing nine pitchers with three games in three days because you're just going to run out of pitchers. Um, So, yeah, that definitely is a mind-boggling kind of thing, but I'm sure he had his reasons. Um, So what are your overall predictions for who you think is going to win the World Series? I actually have, have the Dodgers winning in five. And that may seem kind of like a quick World Series, but I I think I or I thought the Astros were going to win this game just because I think Verlander is a better pitcher than Hill, which technically wasn't the right assumption because Hill did better than Verlander in my opinion. My opinion, but um, I still think the Dodgers. I think the Dodgers will win the next three and win out even though they are in Houston, all of them. And it, it kind of scares me that we're going back to Houston and we just used, or they just used nine pitchers in this game. But I think the, the starting pitching is that much better for the Dodgers than it is the Astros the, the rest of the way. And when it does come time for the Dodgers to go into that elimination game, the Astros will definitely use Verlander more as we've seen him been used he was used plenty of times in the NLCS or the ALCS mm-hmm. and he, he even got MVP because he pitched so well the amount of times that he pitched and he is older so maybe he doesn't have as much in the tank anymore but from from what it seems like it seems like he definitely still has it yeah um i think the dodgers are going to win the world series as well but i think it's going to be in 7 games just purely off the fact that the Astros' offense, I feel like, is too good to only survive five games. Um, I know the pitching for the Dodgers is great, but uh, 
I just think that there'll be a couple of games in there, like uh, game four. Um, it's going to be Alex Wood versus Charlie Morton, which Alex Wood, I feel like, has been the better pitcher uh, this year than, like, better than Charlie Morton. But I just feel like that would be a good game for the Astros to get with their offense. Um, game three tonight, I think that, uh, yeah, I think you, Darvish. I mean, you, Darvish versus Lance McCullers, that would be a good matchup. But I think that. In the end, I mean, they could kind of go back and forth, but I feel like the bullpen, well, after it's just been depleted, uh, I still like the bullpen has the advantage for the Dodgers. So I feel like in the end, they'll end up winning that. And then and then they, then game five will be um, Clayton Kershaw. So it'll be him against Dallas Keuchel. Uh, obviously, they're both good pitchers, but, I mean, Clayton Kershaw is the better pitcher. Um, he can go longer in the game. Uh, and just overall, I think a better pitcher. Yeah, um, he definitely, he definitely is, and I, I, I agree too with uh with you, Darvish, playing and beating and beating the Astros pretty much, and I, I also think that the, I think the Dodgers, Dodgers offense can keep up with the Astros. It's just a matter of, it, it honestly comes down to pitching. No, yeah. It, either either their starters or their bullpen. And to me, game five, I think, is, is going to be very interesting because we saw how well Kershaw pitched against, against uh, Keuchel already, and he definitely had the advantage. Um, but that was in L.A. We haven't seen Kershaw pitch in Houston yet. So that'll be really interesting to see. And the, and the Astros have all the, all the momentum right now going into the – to the series into Houston. Yeah, I definitely think they have the momentum going into Houston, but I still feel that the Dodgers are going to take two out of the three games in Houston. Um, and then they'll travel back to Los Angeles, and I do feel like the Astros will win game six. Um, it's going to be Justin Verlander versus Rich Hill again. But I just feel that uh, Justin Verlander is going, it's going to be, you know, the World Series will be on the line. I just feel like, you know, he has the experience. I feel like he'll end up coming out and winning that game. That'll be a real kind of pitcher's duel. And then game seven will be you Darvish, Lance McCullers again. And I just think you Darvish is going to win that again. And the fact that when they win that game, it's in Los Angeles, winning from your home crowd. And, yeah, so. Yeah, definitely. That, that definitely makes sense. But I just, I just feel that the, uh, the Dodgers pitching staff. I mean, even though they don't necessarily have the uh, postseason postseason experience, I mean, neither does the Astros really, other than Verlander. But he might he could be their their workhorse right now, where he's just pitching to get them out of elimination games or anything like that. So I mean, if it comes down to Game Six, I I would guess I would have to lean towards Verlander, but I I still feel the Dodgers have enough have enough in them to, to win it in five. Although it would it would be uh it would be interesting them to have them not win it in LA. But it it is what it is. I, I still think they'll win in five. Yeah, I just think that game four they're going to win that game. So then they would have to go to game six and then with Justin Verlander kind of, you know, just like everything on the line will force it to go to game seven and then I think the Dodgers will finally win. So but uh Anyways, let's move on to the Patriots. Uh, today, well, actually yesterday, 
it was released that Dante Hightower will be out for the rest of the year. Uh, and that is just an absolute blow to an already horrible defense. Um, I was actually looking at some of their stats earlier. Um, and in every other category, like open field, like rank, uh, they're their secondary, not only in passing, but rushing the ball, like getting to that second level of like the field. They are 23rd or worse in every category. The one thing they had going for them was they were ranked 8th at like stopping the running backs right off the line, which is Dante Hightower. So he's going to be gone now, and that is going to be open season. So I just wonder your opinions on that. Yeah, losing Dante Hightower is definitely uh, it's not a good sign. Um, like you said, this defense already was, was hurting. And the the only thing I will say about this defense, I mean, it could be attributed to to Hightower, but they they haven't been letting up a lot of points. They do let up a lot of yardage. They are thirty second in the league in total yard total yardage let up to like opposing teams. They are dead last in passing yards, dead last in rushing yards per game. It's it's not it's not good, and you're losing your your captain on defense already. I mean, he's he is literally the, I don't want to say the Tom Brady of their defense, but he's the quarterback of the defense where he tells them all the plays. He knows he knows where everyone should be. He tells them where to be and like what coverage they need to do and stuff like that. And it's just, I mean, he stops the run. He can cover the pass pretty well for a linebacker. So it, it's literally the, the tight ends and the running backs are just going to have a, gr- a great day against this defense because he is no longer there. No, I know, and especially this week against the Chargers um, with Melvin Gordon. I mean, they're already, like I was saying earlier, so bad. Just once the once the running back gets through the initial like front foot, like the line, it's going to be. And Melvin Gordon's a good enough running back to be able to, you know, like take advantage of that. And with him being out now, it's just going to be. I think that's also going to hurt him. In because you were saying something about how. Um, they haven't let up a lot of points, more yardage. But uh, I think that also could be attributed to having Dante Hightower, too. That's going to obviously hurt even more because, you know, being better in the red zone, kind of, it's more, everything's more, like, bunched up and together. Yeah. So not having him there, I mean, well, teams will be more apt, especially Melvin Gordon, to run the ball now to try to get that, like, when you're one or two or three yards away to get a touchdown. Um, and not saying that they're... I mean, Pat. I mean, but there, yeah. There's still. I just. I don't. I don't think it's good. Things are coming. Yeah, they. Melvin Gordon is definitely going to be a uh, concern for me, and also they have the Chargers have a have a um, a share at tight end where they have Antonio Gates and Hunter Henry. I mean, those two guys, especially Antonio Gates, you have to watch out for him in the red zone. I mean, who's going to do that now if 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 Hightower is not there? I think. I think they have a uh, a major problem to try and figure out right here, and they have five days for the the trade deadline. Uh, I don't I don't see them making either a big splash or even just like a, a small signing. I I, still, I don't see them doing either one of those. Um, but the only thing I could I could actually see that would make sense in my mind would be for them to uh, try and convince Rob Ninkovich to come out of retirement. He's he would have. The only thing I would, that would concern me about him, though, would be what kind of shape he's in. He, I mean, he hasn't yeah. played in, uh, I don't even know how long, but, I mean, it hasn't been that long, but still, you, you, your body 
tends to wear down a little more since you haven't been playing. So he knows the playbook, though. He knows the coverages. He plays a little bit more outside linebacker than Hightower does, but he would still know where everybody needs to go and what they need to do. So he would be a pretty good fit for in, in my eyes to, to come back, but that's only if he wants to come back. Yeah, and the only question I would have about that is would he, you know, like, would not being, I mean, we've seen with, like, Marshawn Lynch. I mean, he hasn't done, he obviously was out of football for a year, came back. He hasn't really done much, and would that hurt them, you know, like, having someone who hasn't been out on the field, you know, for this amount of time? It, um, it could definitely hurt them. But, I mean, then again, they are pretty depleted now. Yeah, uh, more specifically, they're facing Phillip Rivers this week. Uh He's been decent this year. He has 12 touchdowns, 5 interceptions. He also has 2 fumbles, so 12 touchdowns, 7 turnovers. And I know Phillip Rivers is more than capable of putting up big numbers, uh, especially against this brutal Patriots defense. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, definitely, it's definitely worrisome. Uh, it, it, a lot of pressure gets put onto the, the secondary in this case. Uh, I know that we get... Gilmore back, which which may help, but it also may hurt. I know when he was when he was in the lineup, it 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 kind of hurt because he I don't know if he doesn't know the plays, but something wasn't working with him where people were out of position. I mean, it was mainly him. Everyone else kind of knew where they were supposed to be, but this this offense kind of reminds me of the offense that the Patriots just played, which was the uh, the Falcons. Uh, they have a good running back, just like the Falcons do. They have a good wide receiver, not as good, but they still have a good wide receiver in Keenan Allen, and it's it it reminds me a lot of that offense. And the Patriots did put pretty well against them, but they also had Hightower for I think most of that game. And so, I feel like the Chargers have better tight ends, which yeah, they definitely be a problem, do, especially with Dante Hightower being out. Yep, yeah, definitely. But if you flip it over and take a look at the Chargers defense, they have been actually even worse against the run than the Patriots. They're actually 27th worse in the league against the run. Uh, Their past events is obviously leaps and bounds ahead of the 2017 Patriots. They're currently ranked 8th in the league for past defense, but you know that hasn't really stopped Tom Brady before. I don't think it's going to be. They're not that great against tight ends, and we've seen Rob Gronkowski slant really just get his big body in front of everyone else, catch it, touchdown. So, also running the ball, um I mean, I think they'll just do that, take time off the clock, pass when they need to. Yeah, it, their their defense doesn't really concern me too much just because like you said they're not they're not that good against the run. They're they're mediocre against the pass. And to me the Patriots won't really look I mean, they may they might look to run the ball a little bit more just to keep Philip Rivers off the field. Just like any other team does when against us, but I think I think Brady will get it done, and they they are at home, which we all know the record of the Patriots at home and Tom Brady. I think looking back right now, the the Patriots with Tom Brady have faced the Chargers seven times. They're five and two against the Chargers with Brady, and they're I think they are uh, two. They're two and one away. So I, mean, I know they're not away, but that just kind of shows how well they play against the Chargers. Uh, Brady, the last two times he's played the Chargers, he has thrown five touchdowns and only one interception. 
So I'm I'm not really concerned against about this uh, Chargers defense. Yeah, I think yeah, like you said, like running the ball, controlling the clock. I think they'll be fine. So I think the Patriots will end up coming away with the win. Yeah, I think the Patriots will win as well. So let's get into the Boston Celtics. Uh, they won their game last night, 96-89 against the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, what were your thoughts on that game? Um, well, they definitely defended uh, onto the Kumpo better. He he was held to. I mean, he still had a good night. I mean, you're not gonna just completely stop him. He almost had a triple double. Uh, he had 28 points, 10 rebounds, and seven assists. So he still had a good night, but not as good of a night that he had before when they played the Celtics at home. Um, but also, to me, Al Horford had a had a great game. 27 points, nine rebounds, four assists. He had a really good game. Uh, Kyrie Irving seemed to come alive. Uh, he shot 10 for 18, which is is pretty good the way he's been shooting the ball lately. He hasn't been very good, but this this game seems to look like he, he found his groove. He had 24 points, 7 assists, 3 rebounds. He also added uh, 2 steals and a block to his stat line. So all in all, it looked, looked like a pretty good game. The only thing that was concerning for me was uh, was Jalen Brown shot two for ten from the field and two for six from three, um, and and Daniel Tice for some reason he I mean he started so they started kind of small in my opinion and he was zero for one from the field he had uh, two turnovers no points the only good thing that came out of him no offense to him playing was that he had five rebounds. So those two things were my only concerns. I mean, they they got the win, so that's always a good sign. And the it was it was in Milwaukee, so it's always good to get a win on the road against a uh, conference opponent. Yeah, it's definitely a good win. Um, I'm I'm glad to see that Kyrie Irving played well. Uh, you know, shot two for four from three, ten for eighteen, uh, twenty four points, three rebounds, seven assists. I always enjoy watching him play. Um, and I also thought it was pretty impressive how Al Horford shot four for five from three point range, but uh, overall a good win. And uh, I believe they're looking to play. Do you know who they play next? Um, I do not. Oh, their next game is Saturday tomorrow. They're playing the Heat in Miami, so that should be a good one. Yeah, they'll have a uh, a good reunion with uh, Kelly Olynyk, who's doing. A pretty decent job down in Miami. I think I think they come out with the win though against Miami. Miami doesn't really they have Whiteside and Olenek really that's their like their two guys in my opinion. I mean they got Dragic at point guard, but he doesn't really scare me that much. I mean Kyrie Irving's definitely much better than he is. Yeah, and I see right now they're tenth in the East. I mean I know it's been four games or two and two, so but should be a good one. And now we're going to move on to our next segment. Uh, and since this is the Anything Goes podcast, next we're going to talk about movies. Uh, movies that have been out for a couple weeks. Movies coming out today and also next week. What we're excited to see. Maybe some of the movies we've seen. So yeah, we're just going to talk about that. One of the uh, one of the movies I'm excited to see is uh, Thor Ragnarok. Uh, obviously that goes with the the... Avengers and Marvel Universe and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm really excited for that. Um, there's also a movie called uh, Last Flag Flying. And I think I think you'll really like this movie too or you'll want to go see it. 
Uh, one of your favorite favorite actors is in it, Brian Cranston. And uh, it. it is. It, it looks like a good movie. Uh, the only the only thing that's kind of weird in it is that uh, Steve Carell's in it, and he's more of a comedy actor. Actually, no, it does say it's a comedy. So that's I don't know. It's it's kind of weird. It says the uh, the plot to it says thirty years after they served together in Vietnam, a former Navy corpsman. Larry Doc Shepard reunites with his old buddies, former Marine Sal Neelan, Neelan and Reverend Richard Mueller to bury his son, a young Marine killed in the Iraq War. It seems like, based on the plot, it seems like it's supposed to be like a serious movie, but it says comma, comedy slash drama, so I don't know. Those two movies look pretty cool to me to try and go, go watch. Um, there really hasn't been any movies I've really wanted to go see, though, lately, other than I wanted to go see It, but... I never have gotten really the opportunity to go see that yet. Oh yeah, that was a good movie. I ended up seeing that a couple of weeks because that was a, I think it was um it was a good. I just think it was a good movie. It was a good like kind of story and it was like pretty creepy and it was like freaky. Obviously, um, it wasn't like nasty or gross. Um, but yeah, I thought it was definitely a good movie. I really enjoyed it. And I also believe with how it ended, won't give away any spoilers, but I think there will be a second one. Um, I believe coming out September of 2019, so that should be pretty that. interesting. But I'm also I also what was that movie called? Um, with Brian Cranston, The Last Flag Flying. Oh yeah, I haven't seen anything about that, but um, I would definitely mention seeing that. Um, and also obviously Thor. I've been waiting for that to come out for a while. I think this is going to be, I think it's going to be like a awesome movie. I haven't really, out of probably all the movies released in, like, the Marvel Universe, um, the two Thors have probably been my least favorite, especially the second one. I honestly think that's the worst one out of all Marvel movies, but I think this one's going to be awesome. I mean, the Hulk's going to be in it. I'm pretty sure Doctor Strange will be in it. And it's pretty much, I'm pretty sure, just, like, a giant, like, war. Uh, So I I think it's going to be pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I do I do agree too about the uh, the Thor movies. They definitely were the weakest of the uh, the Marvel bunch. Um, there's actually a movie out right now that I actually do want to see. I just I just saw it on here. Um, it's The Foreigner with Jackie Chan. That one looked like a really cool uh, movie where he is avenging the the death of his daughter. I believe uh, she gets killed in a car bomb or something like that, and he tries to figure out who. Who did it and why? I think it's the government or someone is like covering it up. So that looks pretty cool. It's definitely an action movie, and it's I think it's one of Jackie Chan's like first, uh, like I don't want to say serious role, but it, that's what it seems like. And it I think it's one of his first rated R movies. I haven't really seen him in. Yeah, it definitely looks like that movie has a darker tone to it uh, compared to the other roles he's played in before. But it definitely looks like a movie I'd be interested in seeing. A uh, movie that I saw a couple weeks ago was Happy Death Day. Uh, it's about a girl who keeps reliving through the same day, but is murdered at the end of the day every time. And she has to. She wakes up every morning living the same day. She goes and I mean, she goes through trying to figure out who's killing her. Um, it's like a horror kind of slasher movie, kind of like uh, Scream. Kind of, it's kind of what it remind me of. Um, it's not really scary at all. There's a couple, like, jumpy parts, but, uh, it was an okay movie. Um, trying to look through some of the other movies. Oh, Jigsaw. Uh, 
believe that is the I don't even know. They've been tenth maybe yeah, saw movie. There's, there's been a lot. I haven't. I remember I watched. I I don't really. I'm not really into horror movies really, but I'll, I mean I'll watch some. But like the Saw movies, just it wasn't even that they were scary. It was just the brutality of like some of the stuff. Like I remember watching. I think it was the first one where the dude has to like saw off his own ankle. It was the most like gruesome scene I think I've ever just like heard. Like not even like watching it. It was just the the noises that were in it just turned me off immediately just because they were so like realistic but disgusting at the same time no yeah it, it definitely gets disgusting i mean i i don't think i've seen so this is actually this is the eighth movie um they had saw one two three four five six saw 3d and then jigsaw um oh, 3d yeah i think i've seen i don't think i've seen I, I definitely seen the first four but it's been a long time i haven't seen five six or 3d i, I might have seen parts of one of them but the, the whole like plot and storyline i'm completely confused on um i feel like in one of them too the main guy like jigsaw i feel like he died but his face was like sewn on to someone else yes i just remember seeing that when you have eight movies you have to kind of yeah drag some stuff on and this one just looks i mean similar um it just i mean i I might go see it on i i don't think i think it's been a while too as well i i feel like he hasn't there hasn't been one in a while I mean, I at yeah, least, I, more, I feel like more than five years. I can actually look that up right now, but I feel like it's been a decent amount of time since the last one came out, so I, maybe that's what they wanted to do. They kind of wanted to, you know, release one. Oh, yeah, 2010. That was the last time. Uh, that was when Saw 3D came out. feels weird, though, so that feels like a long time. Yeah, seven. Because seven. I feel like I just saw that, like, out, you know, it's kind of weird, but yeah, seven years is definitely a long time to go without having a uh, a sequel. If you were planning on having one, maybe maybe they weren't planning on having one, and then they just kind of were like, "All right, cool, we're gonna go with this one." I mean, this one kind of sounds it sounds like it would be like an origin story almost, because all the other ones were like were just saw. This one's like jigsaw, so it makes it sound like it's his. Maybe it's how like he got so messed up. I guess I don't. Know. I don't really know. I haven't really watched, like I said, I haven't really watched. I think I've seen just parts of the first one. And I was, like, so just, like, weirded out by the noises and stuff. Because they were, oh, I'm just imagining the noises of that guy's ankle right now. It's disgusting. Yeah. Um. So, I, I mean, I'm, I'll probably actually go see. I kind of want to watch the other three that I haven't seen. And then maybe go see this one. But that's a lot for that short period of time. Yeah. Um. But I also feel like they could have just, you know, like the last one was released in 2010. Been like, okay, we'll kind of just let off for seven years. Let people kind of recuperate and then we'll release another one. Because I remember, I feel like when the last one came out, I remember seeing like it was oh, the, the final chapter. Hmm. So it was 3D, kind of like the big, uh, big hurrah. Yeah. Put it. But um, anyways, uh, so yeah, that, I think for movies, that pretty much kind of covers that. I know that Stranger Things 2 was released earlier today. Um, that's something I'm pretty excited about, too. Uh, it's actually funny, because I remember when the first season came out. I think it came out in October. And I, I don't think I watched it until December, but it was a day where it snowed. Like, like Blizzard couldn't drive. And I actually sat there and watched it. It started at, like, 9 in the morning, and then watched it straight through until midnight. Because um, I was just so, like kind of wanted to figure out what happened so pretty excited for that 
Um, seems like it's been a while too, because I finished it in like December, and then it's October now, obviously. So that's been a decent amount of time. Um, did you watch Stranger Things? Yeah, I did. I think I watched it. Uh, I think so. Yeah, if it if it came out in October, I think I watched it in like November. I think it was pretty soon after it came out. Um, I definitely I I really liked it. It was one of my it's one of my favorite shows. So I definitely can't wait to see it. Um, I, I, th- I flew through it pretty quickly, actually. Um, I'm actually rewatching it now. I'm almost done with the, the first season. Um, rewatching it now just to try and get a gauge for how it was like before the next season comes out. So it'll be, uh, I think that'll be pretty, pretty interesting to watch just of based off of like where, where it ended last time with, uh, in case anyone's seen it, spoiler or hasn't seen it, spoiler alert here. Uh, the kid when they find uh Will and he he comes back, and he you find out that he's still. He's he's kind of he's different in a way where he had he was like coughing up the, I don't even know what they were uh, worms like the, or something the like Gorgon. Yeah, or the demigorgon thing. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know what that's about. So it'll be interesting to learn more about more about the demigorgon thing that's attacking them and. Also, stuff I like the the trailer I really liked just off of the fact that it played along with like the the theme of it being in like the eighties. They had like the thriller, uh, music video or music playing to the trailer, which I thought was pretty cool. A pretty cool trick to do. And then the kids obviously were dressed up in like eighties costumes for Halloween because that's when it's getting released around, and they're in like Ghostbusters uniforms and stuff like that. So I think I think it's a pretty cool show. I mean. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I think it's good too. I mean, it's it, it's a Netflix like original show, so they've actually done pretty well so far. I, there's a decent amount of shows they've made that I have um, enjoyed. Like, uh, I'm not sure if you ever did you ever watch the show Ozark? No, uh, no, but it is it is on my list. It sounded very interesting. Yeah, it's a really good show. It's, it has um, I forget what his name is. Um, David Bateman. Oh, or yeah. Jason, Jason, Jason Bateman. Bateman oh, yeah, I said David. Uh, yeah, the guy who played in Horrible Bosses. He's yeah. like a, he's a financial advisor in, I don't know, maybe Chicago. I can't remember where, but he goes out to like the Ozarks, and he pretty much get he gets involved with, um, I believe laundering, uh, like a someone like someone in the drug cartel's money, and he ends up going out to like the Ozark because his partner gets killed. And he tells him that he'll make him he'll make the money back that <coughs> this guy stole um that he previously had killed and mm-hmm. kind of shows him going out there trying to do different things uh dealing with like his family and how it affects that and then when he goes out to like the Ozarks um this other family that has been in like this town for a long time starts um getting kind of like in his way with what he's doing and kind of notices and then it kind of just caused a lot of drama so i think that was a pretty good show there's only one season so far on netflix yep um but yeah another show that i'm excited for this comes out november 17th is the punisher um i think that's gonna be an awesome show i really like the character in season two of daredevil um and i'll just think the guy I forget what his name is in real life but he played like shane on the walking dead yep um what is his name Anyways, I think he's, like, a perfect, you know, like, casting role for the Punisher. 
I mean, I think that's one thing Marvel's been pretty good at uh, with the whole like Marvel universe casting wise. They've, I think they've done a good. Like, I think the guy who plays Daredevil is good. Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist. It's debatable, but other than that, you know, I think it's gonna be awesome. The trailer, the trailer looks awesome. It looks like it's gonna take place kind of maybe before and after what happened in Daredevil. Um, but yeah, I think it's gonna be uh pretty cool. Yeah, the Punisher. I definitely, I definitely look forward to watching that. Daredevil is one of my uh one of my favorite shows to watch. Uh, it's definitely it's another Netflix original. And uh, I believe so is the Punisher, correct? Yeah, the Punisher is too. Yeah, so those those two definitely go hand in hand. I know Daredevil is one of the most highly reviewed like Netflix shows, just based off of like cinematography of it. Because one of my favorite scenes is when he's fighting in the stairwell. That's like that's one of like everybody's favorite scenes, just because it's shot so well and it's it's just a really action packed scene and stuff like that. Um, other shows I'm excited for. Uh, this one already came out. Um, it's called Seal Team. Seems it seems like a cool uh, a cool show. I actually know one of the uh, well I don't know but personally but um, I've seen him before in other shows. He actually played in a show called Bones. Um, his name is uh, I hope I get this right, but it's David Bornia or Borinaz or something like that. I can't pronounce his last name, but. Um, to me, he's a good actor, and it's a uh, it's a Navy. It's called it's it's called SEAL Team. It's about Navy SEALs. Um, I believe it's I think it's supposed to be about the ones that uh, killed Bin Laden. I could be wrong about that, but I think that's what it was mainly based off of. Uh, it seemed like a pretty cool show. It's it's how they it's kind of how like they train and like they plan like their attack attacks and stuff like that on terrorists. So that seemed like a cool show. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any more. I know there is, but I just can't. I can't think of them off the top of my head. I'm trying to go through and look through. Um, I think Hawaii Five O just came out with a new, a new season. I like that show a lot. Um, another show that I'm watching right now that I really like is Gotham. They just came out with. Uh, I only know on on Netflix they came out with the third season, so I'm currently watching that. Um, that's one of my like highly favorite shows, just because I think. The, the casting was perfect, I think, because the guy that plays the Riddler or Ed Ed Nigma, uh, he he's perfect for that role, I think. And especially if you're basing that role off of Jim Carrey's the Riddler, he is perfect. Like almost looks identical to Jim Carrey kind of. And just he just fits the role really well. Same with Penguin, same with uh com- uh well, I guess he's not commissioner yet, but Detective Gordon um bruce wayne alfred they're all to me perfect and the action scenes in that are amazing and i'm pretty sure you've you've uh seen gotham as well or a little bit of gotham no yeah i well, i think i watched right around somewhere in the first season i stopped i think and i think it's because i think it was right around i can't remember why i stopped watching it, but i think another show was coming back on tv and I wanted to like rewatch the show before it, so I probably will eventually uh, like watch that again. Um, it's probably another new show that well, it's not a new show, but a new season of the show. It's actually its hundredth episode was The Walking Dead uh, season eight. Um, I know that people have kind of felt it's gotten like slow and like not as good over the last couple of years, but I think they're just kind of developing the characters more. 
Um, plus, I mean, you know, I think, not saying it's getting repetitive, but it's kind of like you can only, like, have the same scenario play out uh, over and over again. Um, I think, though, Negan, I think that's a pretty cool character. Um, I think this season will be pretty cool. There were some things in the first episode, like, showing this kind of, like, you're not really sure if it's, like, a dream or what it is, but it's, like, a future version of Rick. And he's, like, hmm. older. He has, like, short hair. He has, like, a beard, like, gray beard. He's walking around with a cane. Um, but then it shows Michonne, and she seems to be younger. Um, it also is panning back and forth between that, and it shows him, like, a really close zoom-up of his face. And his eyes are all red, and he's like, he's been crying or something. You're not really kind of sure. And it keeps going back and forth between those two scenes. So, I mean, I don't know if something happens. It also, you can hear what you would assume would be Carl talking. It doesn't actually show him, but it sounds like him in, like, this future type thing. So, I'm not sure if that's meaning, like, maybe Michonne dies or Carl dies. And, you know, it's he's older, and he's, like, dreaming about it. And then his eyes are all red because he's like cr- had been crying, you know. So yeah, I mean, pretty interesting. I think that'll be cool to see. And I think like the character of Negan is pretty cool. I think the guy who plays him is kind of a like he adds like a good kind of like like comedic like uh uh I don't know what the word is, but I don't. Know, I just think he does a good job like playing the role. So I think I enjoy watching that. So I think that's a good show. Yeah, I need to. I'm I'm kind of one of those people that kind of said it got a little boring just because I remember I watched the uh the season 7 premiere which was uh which was very good. That was I mean that was probably one of my favorite season like premieres out of any shows that I've watched. Unfortunately, one of my favorite characters got killed off, but um but after that, I think I remember watching the the second episode. I haven't watched it since the second episode, but it was literally just all it was all talking. And like I, it, like I get not every episode is gonna be like super action packed, but I think you need to have something happen. Like, but it like literally nothing was happening. It was literally just like talking and planning. But I know, it's it's a hard place to be because that second episode, like so much just happened in the season premiere that the characters themselves have to like process what just happened. But so it's kind of like hard. But it was just it was so hard to watch that second episode. And then, like, a few episodes after that, I'd ask people what, if anything had happened, and they they literally just kept saying, no, not really, like, nothing important really happened or anything like that. So it kind of just got, like, kind of stale after a little while, and I just, I didn't really feel like watching it. So I haven't watched it since the second episode of the season seven, and they're on season eight right now. Yeah, so it's... No, I think it was kind of, I know two things, I read an article about how People were so, like, disgusted with the premiere, um, because it was violent. So, they supposedly toned down the, uh, violence. That's, I mean, I don't know how much they could have done, because it was already filmed, so, but... Yeah. But I think they were also building up, because they had to... I mean, you haven't seen it yet, but they had to, like, show the other communities, like, the Kingdom, Hilltop, um, like, the Whisperers or whatever. Yeah. And it was kind of building up for this season to kind of have all the, uh, like, different communities and... Like what are who's gonna side with Negan? Who's gonna go with Rick? And it's gonna be like a like just this like all out war. So I think that'll be pretty interesting to see. Um, another show that I know you haven't watched it yet. The uh, the seventh season just ended back in August. Uh, Game of Thrones. That nice. anyone listening to this has not watched it. Great show. <laughs> Probably 
my honestly it's probably my second favorite show of all time right behind breaking bad um just like the the way they shoot it, it it looks like a movie this last season was awesome um and unfortunately i have to wait like two years for the last season of six episodes but i've read a lot of articles about how each episode is going to be like two hours two and a half hours and obviously the ending of it's going to be awesome um I was actually reading an article the other day about how the guy who plays Jon Snow, um, once again, I don't know what his name is, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, he actually just got married to the girl who plays, like, Ygritte or whatever in season, I can't remember what season, the, the girl goes, you know, nothing Jon Snow, if anyone watches the show, you know what I'm talking about, um, but they actually just got married, and they they having their wedding and honeymoon, they actually requested that to have four, like, a month off, four weeks off um, for their, like, wedding and honeymoon because they want everyone from the show to go and celebrate it. So I think that's going to, like, in, I think that's going to uh, interfere with the production of it, which is unfortunate. But I know that this is going to be, like, a huge, like, you know, just war. I mean, with what happened in the end of the last season, it was a wicked, like, it was just awesome. So that's definitely a show. If you haven't checked it out, check that out. Um like I said, my second favorite show right behind Breaking Bad, which is the greatest show of all time, I may add. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, I haven't watched Game of Thrones, and I haven't, or I did watch, I watched like, I think it was like three episodes of Breaking Bad, and then I just, I, I, I don't know, I couldn't do it anymore. It was, I know, like, like it's one of your favorite shows, so I don't want, I don't want to like trash it or anything, but like those. No, three... it's not just one of my favorite shows. <laughs> Those those first three episodes, I couldn't. It was kind of like the second episode of season seven for The Walking Dead for me. It was just, it was a lot of talking, which I can understand, but it's just it's hard to get through sometimes. Where you're just like, all right, I get what's going on. Like, can we move on to like something? To, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's hard to describe, but I just haven't watched either one of those. Game of Thrones, I've wanted to watch for a long time, but I just haven't had. Uh, I think it's on HBO. I haven't had. I haven't had HBO, so I can't really watch it and I'm, I wish it would come out on like Netflix or some sort of like streaming thing other than HBO Go or HBO Now or whatever it is so because I really want to watch that but uh another show that I really like that I've been watching lately I don't know it is it is currently running right now and it just came out with a new season uh last month actually was uh it's Blue Bloods it has uh Donnie Wahlberg and uh Bridget Moynihan in it. It's a it's a cop show where it's literally a family of uh, of cops and and a, one of a, one of the family members is an uh, is an attorney. Um, it's actually a pretty cool show. It's it's kind of like your standard cop show, but at the end of like almost every episode, they have like a they have a Sunday dinner because they're all in the same family. So they have like a Sunday dinner and they kind of like talk about like what's going on like in their day and sometimes half the stuff that goes on with one person is going on with the other person so like the one of the daughters who's played by uh or the daughter that's played by Bridget Moynihan she uh she's the lawyer she's like the I think she's the she's either the assistant district attorney or she is the district attorney I can't remember which one she is but she's like one of those major lawyers and half the time the uh the brothers the two brothers that the, the, she has arrest somebody she is the one that's either, I think she's going against them, 
I can't I can't remember, but she's either going against her brothers or she's going against like she's working with them somehow. But she tries to make sure that they do everything like by the book so that way the uh the criminals that they are arresting don't like get off on like a technicality, like in case one of the brothers like roughed up a criminal and he like wasn't supposed to or something like that, they could still walk free because the officer didn't do that right. So they have so they have Bridget Moynihan who's the the uh the lawyer. One of her brothers is actual like uh like a foot officer who's like out on like that you'll see sometimes in like New York, which is where it takes place. And then the other brother is an actual detective. So he does like murders and stuff like that. But occasionally he'll be like out on the street when something happens, so he has to like be there for that. And then their father, who is Tom Selleck, he's the uh the police commissioner who like oversees all the police districts and stuff like that in New York. And her their grandfather is the is a retired police commissioner who worked through his ranks and stuff like that. So it's a pretty cool show. I like it. I like how at the end of every episode or like towards the end, it, it kind of all comes together at, at the Sunday dinner. So that's kind of a cool aspect of it. And it's, it's got pretty good action to it and mystery. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. Um, one last thing I wanted to, there's a new show that came out, I think maybe last week it was called, uh, mine hunters. And, um, I think I'm not really hundred percent sure what it's about, but it's, I think it has to do with serial killers. And, um, from what I've heard, it's a really good show and it looks interesting. Um, kind of reminds you of like what I think it's about kind of reminds you of Dexter maybe, which I really like that show. So I I think it kind of, yeah, I think it kind of like, it's like kind of a detective kind of going out and, or somebody kind of like studying and trying to figure out why. Uh, serial killers are, uh, the way they why, are. yeah, why they they are the way they are. So that's a show that I'm hoping to check out soon. Yeah, so. I just I just I actually just saw that on the uh, the list of uh, shows that I'm going by. It definitely does sound pretty interesting. Dexter was definitely one of my favorite shows when it was out, although the ending was very disappointing. Oh, uh, I know that it definitely is. It was right up there with Lost as probably the one of the worst. Well, I mean. Lost, I think, was probably the worst, most disappointing ending of all time, <laughs> just because the following it had, and, you know, it was just on for, like, six years, and it was just, like, like viewing-wise, it had so many people, like, watching it every week, and then it ended, and people were just like, oh, God, that was bad. But, yeah, Dexter was just as bad to me, because I was, I enjoyed watching Dexter more, I think, than Lost. Um, I just liked it more. I liked the characters more. And I like the story more and kind of the, you know, the mystery of it sometimes. Um, so I think that to me was worse just because of that. But I mean, as an overall, like for everyone, I feel like the, like the general sense is that loss is the worst ending. Yeah, I would definitely say and I'm, I'm a person who got into loss like way after it was done just because I watched it entirely on Netflix. But it it definitely, definitely had a letdown. And I know... There was a lot of people that watched it when when it first came out. I mean, I watched like the first I don't know, maybe like four episode episodes when it first came out. I watched it with like my parents, but it it got so confusing with like flashbacks and stuff like that where I was kind of just like, "Wait, what? I I was lost watching Lost." So that way it's just kind of like it's kind of confusing, but after like I think it had to do something with me like getting it like I don't it's going to sound kind of weird, but me getting more like mature and like 
stuff like that, I kind of figured out like how to like not how to watch it, but I understood more of like what was going on. Um, just because back then I don't think I really paid much attention to like what was actually going on in the TV show or anything like that. But um, I definitely wa- I watched it entirely on Netflix after that, a long time after it stopped, and it was de- it was a really good show, and it to have it to have it like just just end the way it did was just very confusing. And, yeah, and I think not to interrupt you, but I think one thing too with like the reason I don't think I enjoyed it as much is just because like if each episode most of the time it's like, focused on like one character, like it'll show them on the island, then it'll do that noise, yeah. and then it'll go back to them when they were living their normal life, mm-hmm. and I just I don't like really shows that do that sometimes. Sometimes Game of Thrones does that, and I mean, I, I think every show maybe does it, I mean, sometimes, but I, I don't necessarily like when it does it, because you kind of want to be like, I know The Walking Dead actually does that a decent amount, too. You kind of just want to be like, I want to see these characters and their story and what's going, but it will show a whole nother group, and you kind of have to, like, just wait a whole nother week, and you're just kind of like, ah, it's kind of annoying. Yeah, like, it's, it's confusing, because like, you, you can get away with doing like some flashbacks and stuff like that like every now and then like just throw them in like randomly as long as they fit to like what's going on but like when you like with lost i get what they were trying to do but it 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 just got too confusing because you literally had a flashback of like every character and it was just kind of like what like okay like why why are we having this flashback because it just seems so random like you kind of i think it was kind of to show how they got to where they are like on the island but it was just like i know they they showed uh what was it the bigger guy oh uh, um, yeah i can't Hugh, think of his name hurley was it, yeah hurley yeah there Hugo, we go. maybe yeah it was i think it was hurley he he like won the lottery or something but he had like really bad luck and then that's how he like ended up on this pl- as like plane or something so that that kind of made sense but like it just the fact that they had so many because they had like so many like main characters just kind of like took away from the flashbacks. No, no, and some of the stories like I always liked um, John Locke. I always liked his kind of story, but mm-hmm. if there was a character, I can't really think of one off the top of my head that I didn't like. Um, but it was kind of like it showed their story, and I, you know, you go to watch the episode, and you're like, oh great, this whole next forty five minutes is gonna be about this person. Yeah. Kind of like ah, eh. but so I think that just, but I mean, I think certain people like that and. Um, but yeah, uh, it definitely it definitely reminded me of Dexter though. Dexter, Dexter had that big letdown for the season finale cause, or the series finale, and I was hoping. I know, like many like serious Dexter fans were hoping that they would come out with either another season, or I think some were even saying that they might come out with a movie or something about how to how to finish it because it just it was so random that he would like because the whole time he's like, well not the whole time but like after he has his son. He's, like, saying that how much he cares about him, like, wants to be there for him and stuff like that. But then the end of the, the, end of the series comes and he just, he just bails. Like, it's, that doesn't make sense in my, in my like, eyes watching it. No, know. yeah, it's very, it's, like, the ending. I don't want to say anything that's going to ruin it, but, like, the ending, um, it's, like, something really sudden kind of happens. Just kind of, like, not random, but you're kind of just, like, what? And, yeah, it just kind of, it seems like they kind of just didn't really know how to end it. And I, I think that kind of is like a struggle with a lot of shows. You kind of get to the end and you're like, well, it's been such a great show. How am I going to end it? Don't want to keep talking about it, but Breaking Bad. <laughs> Talk about a show that ties up all loose ends. Maybe not a couple, but 
I mean, th- there's maybe two kind of like loose ends that weren't quite tied up, and one of them is going to probably be, I, maybe even both of them can be finishing like this. Oh, another show, Better Call Saul, which is about Saul Goodman, the lawyer in Breaking Bad. And that actually just finished its third season. That's also one of my top five favorite shows. Um, they have they have a lot of characters um, from Breaking Bad, like Mike and uh, Gus Fring, and it's like last season. So that's really cool. And I think it also at the beginning of every season it shows um, where Saul is after Breaking Bad, and then the rest of the show is before Breaking Bad. So I think it's going to kind of show um, what ends up happening to him after. And, like, kind of how he lives his life after. And it'd be cool if it tied in with what happened with Jesse after. But, I mean, we'll see. Um, It's only the third season. So there's probably, hopefully, another th- two or three at least, probably. So it's another good show as well. But Yeah, the, it seems like the writers for that show kind of knew what they were doing. I mean, the writers for Dexter definitely knew what they were doing. But it's just, it's, it's I don't know, it's hard because they, they left such a cliffhanger. Like, of just him, like, sitting there. And you're kind of just like, sweet, when's the next season coming out? But then you're like, oh, wait, it's the series finale. So, like, there is no more seasons. But I think that's what kind of just made fans more angry or, like, disappointed was that it was, it was a cliffhanger. And it what seemed like there was a, it was a cliffhanger for a reason. So people were just kind of just left, like, waiting for something else. And they, there's, they're not getting it. But yeah, it kind of reminded place. me too of, I mean, not bad, but there, I mean, another, I I know I keep talking about all my favorite shows, another show that I really enjoyed, The Sopranos, that's on HBO, um, that, the way that show ended was very kind of, um, controversial, like, not in like a bad way, but just kind of, like, people would be like, oh, this happened, all that happened, because when you're watching it, this kind of, his whole, like, you know, a lot of people... I mean, I don't want to give it away. I mean, a lot of people die kind of in the end, and he's kind of like, you know, having problems with these other, like, the other, the mob or gang or whatever. And, um, you know, he's in, like, uh, he's in a diner. And, um, I mean, I've I've read numerous articles breaking down the last scene and what happens, but it kind of just, it's like in the middle, it's in the middle of him just kind of, like, talking, just, like, looking up, and it just cuts to black, and the show just ends. That's the last episode. Nothing ever again. So people like have like said that oh um he keeps making references in the show to uh when you get like shot in the head obviously a lot of like gang style type executions you like shoot him in the head so like when that happens it just cuts to black he makes reference to that in the show and people are thinking that possibly somebody came up behind him and shot him and it just ended the whole show is from his point of view and then it just ended um and other people think that 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 didn't happen, and um, so I mean, you never know. Um, but uh, that was another like kind of a like had a thing around the ending of it. So yeah, I haven't. I mean, I I can't really. I haven't seen any of the Sopranos, so I don't really. Yeah, you really just don't watch any good shows. <laughs> well, I don't watch. The thing is, I don't watch the shows that are on like the movie, like the movie channels, just because. I don't well one I don't get them uh, or if I do get them it's the ones that don't have those ones so of course I can't really watch that I think I think maybe I had Showtime at one point but I I didn't even know about any of those like HBO is definitely there's so much good stuff on HBO just off the top of my head there's Sopranos Game of Thrones Ballers 
That's another good show. Yeah, that's one of the big ones. I don't. I've I've had maybe like once or twice, but I I was too young to even like know what any of those shows were. Yeah. Um. There's a show called. It's called like the Night of. It's um. It has the guy who plays. Once again, I don't know his name. He play. He plays the uh butler and Mister Deeds. You know that uh, guy. Yeah. And he plays in, like the second Transformers. Yep. He plays a lawyer for a kid that gets uh. He gets. They think that he murdered some girl, and he plays like his lawyer, and it kind of shows the whole thing. But it's a, uh, it's actually, I believe the kid's name is like Riz something. Um, he plays in the new, he plays in Star Wars Rogue One. He plays, uh, I don't even remember what his character's name was, but he plays in that, and that was a good show as well. Um, The Wire, I know that's a lot of people. So that's a really good show. That's on HBO. Um, yeah, HBO is definitely known for their uh, their good shows. Yeah. I will say, because we are getting close to the end here, um, just one last of like my favorite shows that I've watched, that I that I've watched actually pretty recently, and that uh, the newest season came out not too long ago. It actually came well, I guess it's a little while ago. It came out in May um, of this year, but it was uh, the Last Kingdom. That's a it's a honestly it's a really good show. It's a Netflix Netflix original show, and it follows the life of this uh, this one character who it's it's back it takes place back in like the eight i think it said the year was eight eight twenty seven so whenever that is it's a long time ago i definitely know that but uh it's like medieval times kind of it's when like england wasn't even formed yet and there were still vikings everywhere and stuff like that um this guy he's he's technically english but he was when he was uh very young like not even like able to like walk yet he uh his family was murdered and he got he got adopted into the vikings somehow i I can't really remember how but he got adopted into the vikings and he was raised by vikings and now he's like he's trying to now it it goes forward until he's like in his 20s i guess it would be and he uh he has to decide if he wants to partner with the english and fight fight the vikings or partner with his technically his brothers that in the Vikings and take on the English. So it's definitely a, it's definitely an action packed show and Netflix does it perfectly with a lot of, a lot of violence, which is awesome for a show like that. Medieval times and Vikings and stuff like that. Um, and the acting's pretty good. I think the, the, uh, the casting was pretty good for that era and stuff like that. So it's definitely a good show that I think people should check out. Yeah, that sounds, I I know I've definitely seen it scrolling through Netflix. I'll probably, watch it eventually there's a lot of shows i want to watch um and just obviously it's pretty time consuming watching shows and stuff but so i think that uh pretty much wraps it up for this episode of the anything goes podcast uh this is our first you know time doing this so i hope you enjoyed listening uh yeah do you have anything else you'd like to say oh no that's it i think uh just make sure to tune in next week we should be should be around the same time, uh, about Friday. We should have another one up. Uh, this one's going to go up, obviously, on Friday, which is today. Um, so just stay tuned next week, and hope you guys enjoyed it. Oh, thank you.